Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Outcomes Rocket listeners, welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders. I really want to thank you for tuning in again, and I welcome you to visit outcomesrocket.com slash reviews, where you could rate and review today's show on Apple Podcasts. We love hearing from our, our listeners, and we're really excited to hear what you think of our outstanding guest today. His name is Walter. Now, folks, it's kind of like Madonna. Madonna doesn't need a last name. Walter doesn't need a last name. (laughs) You got to know who this guy is. He's done some pretty amazing things. Walter is the founder and CCO at Music Vernugen, and he is also the founder of Health Tunes, an exciting company that's creating music to help people recover faster, and heal better. And uh, his, his extensive experience in music is almost three decades of production. And what I want to do is just open up the microphone to Walter to just uh, fill in the introduction, anything that I may have missed. Walter, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. That was a rocket introduction. I love it. Hey, thank you. Um, I appreciate that. You're a rocket person. <laughs> Thank you so much. Just don't ask me to sing. Other than that, it's all fine. I might, I might dance during the podcast. I'm excited to be with, with you today on this wonderful 1st of December, 2017. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's probably snowing already in Austria. It doesn't snow here in California. I'll send you some sunbeams. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, Chicago is definitely a snowy city. Mm -hmm. haven't gotten any snow yet, but I I will appreciate the sunbeams. Perfect. Uh, They're on their way. Ah, thank you. I already feel them. I already feel them. Good, (laughs) good. And and I know you feel the music as well. So, um, yeah, thanks for having me on your podcast. And um, what can I tell you? It's I, I grew up with music and in music in the city of music. Born in Vienna, it's a fantastic place. It had one obstacle. When I grew up, um, it was still a bit closed. And since at least every big name composer of history died in Austria, like Beethoven was German, but he died in Vienna. We, with this strong history, our teachers would always tell us that our ancestors were just fantastic. But we the young ones, we suck. It's just, <laughs> it's like, you can never hold up to, yeah. to those masters. And big shoes to fill. It was really big shoes to fill. And whatever we tried, it was never, never reaching those goals and never reaching the expectations of the teachers and professors. So what we learned is that suffering is a part of writing music. And if you look at all those pictures, like Beethoven and and. Bach and Mahler and Brahms, whenever you see them in the pictures, they, they don't look that happy. I think that <laughs> they, they <sure> music, <laughs> music makes us happy and has, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, so many qualities beyond just listening. When we hear music, it, it moves us. It's like emotion and motion. Emotion has the word motion in it. It makes us move and our soul and our mind and, and everything is moved with it. And the film industry is tapping into that. That's why we still have film music and is a huge part of the success of a movie. If you listen to movies without music, 
and we've done a ton of movies over the last 30 years, it is less than half yeah. of the impact. Imagine Psycho, it's like that shower scene without those shrieking violins. It, oh, yeah. If you turn the sound down, it's, it's not scary. It's just another day. It's another day. And the kids' movies, if you don't have those funny, bouncy beats to it, it just doesn't translate. So yeah, it's an important world. And so growing up in Vienna and studying there was exciting, but I'm so glad that the United States opened the arms. Postgraduate here, USC, Los Angeles, and really got lucky to be able to work here and to become a citizen. And um, so I'm very proud to be in this fantastic place. That's awesome, Walter. And appreciate you walking us through, bringing it back down to the basics of music and the high expectations that your teachers had for you. Really, I think maybe raised the bar for you and, and the amazing things you've been able to do thus far. And so I think maybe it got you somewhere, even though it was tough <laughs> while you were there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like and over the time, the goals might have changed. The initial goal when I picked up music was... I was quite shy in class and the guys who played music and were singing, they had always the best girlfriends. And so I thought, man, <laughs> I need to pick up the guitar, pun intended. And I did. And my goal was that the girls would look at me and, and I fell in love with the guitar and and suddenly practiced my 10 hours a day and, and everything else was forgotten. And, and that brought me into the conservatory and then the university and finally the United States. And here I founded a company, Musikvergnügen, and the company got really lucky creating the Intel mnemonic and melodies, which are top of the list worldwide, also for LG and Samsung and Red Bull and so on. And I had the honor working on Minority Report at Spielberg Movie and, and with Wim Benders. And um, it's an exciting life to write music. And now I'm at a point in my life where I thought, I want to do even more with music. And um, I learned through a very personal story how music can help in the healing process. So tell us a little bit about that. What got you to make that transition into healthcare? My son, Luca, and you've seen pictures. Yes. <laughs> of Handsome <Luca>. young man. <laughs> He's 11 now. When he was five, he got diagnosed with leg protest. And leg protest is this very strange and painful syndrome. And, and doctors know the name of that syndrome, but nobody really knows what to do with it. Mm -hmm. It basically shows that the femur of those kids falls apart. So basically you're walking without the head of the hip bones and it disintegrates. It's extremely painful and it grows back. It's up to six year process to grow back. It sometimes doesn't grow back nicely and round. And so it will be a lifetime challenge for that person. So the doctor said, okay, we might do surgery. We don't know what happens with surgery. They said, just have him be in bed for the next two years till it heals. Wow. Some would say have uh, braces on. And, and my wife is just this wonderful, strong person, mother. And mothers are the strongest, I believe. Right. She suggested, let's just do something different than what they suggested. And we went into osteopathy, acupuncture, a very regimented diet. A year later, Luca, our son, was and so at the hospital, they were really wondering, first they thought they switched the reports, and then they figured out this is the same boy. 
and they could see it in, in the x-rays that it was healed and that there was something before. And that opened up this dialogue with them. And, and it was a really beautiful dialogue. And, were, and the hospitals are so open about this. How did you do this? And now we started talking. And that was basically the initiation, the big bang of health tunes for myself and the healing touch license of my wife. And, and we really immersed into this field because of that really personal story. Thank you for sharing that. I know it's a pretty vulnerable moment for your son and, and for the family. And, and uh, really glad to hear that you guys came out on the other side with uh, some, some insightful ways to approach a problem that really has no real solutions. And so uh, really exciting to hear that, uh, Walter. Um, Thank you. And, and so now that you went through all of this, you kind of went through the depths of, of this difficulty. I can imagine, I mean, I have a nine-month-old son. Mm-hmm. You know, to find something like that out, it's really, you know, you pull from your strength. And yeah. now that you've gotten to this point, what do you think some of the outcomes, improvement that could be created from it? What is that? And, and have you seen any of it in effect already? Oh, it's just a tremendous, beautiful and touching effect health tunes this company I created has. And uh, I purposefully made it a nonprofit and free of charge. I really want to give back to the community. I got lucky in, in my business life and I, one of my companies was purchased by BMG and, and that really allowed a lot of knowledge and the time and funds to create this from the ground up. And because of being through this experience, also to be respectful to the prospective patients and also being scientific which I miss in many of the other applications out there, that we bring music medicine, we call it music medicines, if music is furnished to help the healing, health and healing and and well-being, that is music medicine. And it's prescribed like any other medicine with a dosage, take it twice a day, five minutes over seven weeks or whatnot. So it, it basically is like a pharmaceutical drug. And it even increases the efficacy of pharmaceuticals. And so pharma is really liking what we're doing. And the best moment was UCLA Medical endorsed us and they put us on the website. So this is just an incredible dream come true that not even after a year of running health tunes, we are on one of the best university clinics out there. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank uh, you that you don't just get put on a website for no reason and so <laughs> you guys are definitely making the impact that needs to happen and what i love about it walter is you know people it's big in medicine now you know like what are you doing with virtual reality or augmented reality and a big part of those services is also music right and, mm-hmm. and what effect that music plays on the brain and and the healing process can you give uh, the, the listeners an example of, of how the technology is already being used or maybe even how you plan for it to be used? Oh, yeah. I'd love to share both. Currently, one sector of health tunes is to help um, preemies. So at mm. NICU, and that's here in Los Angeles, as well as in Austria and a couple of hospitals, the music is matching the elevated heart rate of a baby. Let's say the heart rate is 180 and I can share some videos with you. We see this magic and um, we play music at that rate and slow it down with a very specific algorithm. And you see one and a half minutes later, that baby at 155 or close to resting heart 
rate. And Amazing. next to the baby, you see the mom in tears for joy that finally the baby is feeling better and the anxiety is alleviated and the stress is coming down and you can see and, and, and feel the baby breathing normally wow. again. That's awesome. And that's just music and one and a half, two minutes. That is amazing. That is amazing. Yes. And these kids are so vulnerable mm-hmm. that you just make that connection through music. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and the physiological effect. So is there work being done, like uh, clinical evaluation of this? Yes, yes. Wow. We do have those Super. and... And we are in the middle of a process of putting a patent out um, how to Amazing. make this really available to anybody worldwide. So you, you could already tap into these playlists we have on healthjones.org. When hospitals use it and um, they really see how powerful it is. And, and, it's, and the good side effect of that is that the nurses and moms love that music as well. Yeah, that's so, nice. <laughs> That's a nice side effect. I love that. And then you said you're also going to touch on the plans for the future. Yeah, the plan in that sense, the plan for the future is to develop specific wearables, which then, of course, have to be FDA approved. And that's quite a lengthy process. So if any listener has suggestions here, please contact us. Um, <laughs> and I know you know the best people um, out there and the best people are listening to your podcast. So, yeah, we have these ideas how to make it even easier in hospitals, but also for at home use. It's like if that preemie finally gets to the family and is back home, those moms and fathers, they want to see the baby in safety and safe hands. And that technology can definitely assist to that. I love it. Yeah, just spanning the the care continuum from the Mm -hmm. hospital all the way to the Mm home. Yep. So there's the youth. And then, you know, what comes to mind, Walter, is that is that movie where they went to the elderly homes and they brought music to the elderly and the amazing transformation that happened with these people. How about that mm-hmm. segment of the population? Any, any work being done there? Yes. Alive Inside was a fantastic note to all of us how music can help. And Alive Inside. You yeah, could, that was the name. Yeah, you could see it, you could feel it and, and realize it. And that was a really great door opener for the whole world. And Oliver Sacks talked about it and wrote about that, how music can help in dementia and Alzheimer's. And so we, we took that knowledge and uh, fine-tuned it even further. We do have playlists based on date of birth of the patients. And um, that is in Alzheimer's stage one and two, we can at least halt the development of, of Alzheimer's. And, and I, we can't and shouldn't overpromise, but what we have seen with patients is just overpowering. It's just not only the joy those patients have when they listen to music, but how they interact with the music. And then the plasticity of our brain is just incredible. And wow. we're learning more and more about this. Brains are never done. They constantly change. And when I grew up, people, scientists would still say that we only use a third of our brain. And then once you're 20 years old, it doesn't grow anymore. And that's it. And it falls apart. But we know now that every second in our lives, it's like the brain is changing. And, and there's a static part and there's a fluid part to it. And the plasticity is just incredible. The Howard's Gottfried Schlag wrote great papers on stroke patients, how he could help them to talk again. 
after speech impediments. And he's teaching them how to sing. And so his patients would start singing for a while. And then three, four weeks later, they start talking because of the plasticity of the brain. Again, it's, it seems like magic, but we can deliver the science behind it. Yeah, that's really exciting. And all these assumptions that, that I think a lot of people, including myself, still have, like, you know, you only use X percent of your brain. And after this point, it stops developing or growing. And so I think it's time to, you know, I guess the message to the listeners is it's time to reevaluate what you believe about the brain. And maybe mm -hmm. we can use this episode with Walter as an opportunity to do a, a Google search or to dive in a little bit deeper on, on what mm -hmm. you believe about the brain, because maybe it's not right. Maybe it's not real. And maybe it's going to hold you back from healing faster or helping your loved one heal fast. Right, mm -hmm. Walter? Totally, totally agree. And I want to ask every listener, think about it. Do you think, are you your thoughts? Are you your brain? Is your personality your emotions or is it more? Where is your personality? Who are you? Who am I? And the brain is definitely a big part of it, but um, it's probably much more. And when you think about your life, it was probably different a year ago and you're consistently changing and adapting. And that's just the beauty of it. It really is. I totally agree with you, Walter. And you've left with us with a lot to think about. And as we all approach our, our responsibilities in this healthcare sphere, it's very important that we approach our own health and, and our own development in mm -hmm. a very thoughtful way. And so think about that, listeners. Friends, yeah. you've got to think about this question. What would you say, Walter, a time, you know, you've been through three decades of just great development and success. What would you say a time that maybe you had a setback? that you learned a lot from? You know, every setback was actually the birth of a new idea. And we talked about one. It's like seeing my son crawling on the floor in pain, not being able yeah. to walk. That is a setback. It's like, I think even if the listener is not a parent, you, you can imagine how painful that is for Luca, my son, but also for us parents and for the whole family. And it just totally turned around and became a new entity and, and a modality to help other people. Mm -hmm. So I would invite, love to invite all the listeners that any setback has something positive as well. And we can go through tons of tons of this, but I would like to invite all of you, just think about the last big setback you had and then see what happened. It might take a couple of months, maybe a year or two, but there is some positive. Yeah, totally, totally agree. And, <laughs> you know, it, it takes me back to the beginning of the podcast, Walter, before I had any guests on it. Nobody wanted it to be on it. You know, it was just like <laughs> crickets, man. It was crickets. So I'm just like, man, I mean, do I suck? Does this thing, is this thing have no legs? Like I really hit a wall mm -hmm. and it's not as, as drastic yeah. as or serious as what happened to your son, but I hit a wall, man. And I just found a way to work through it and it became just a new way of, of, of mm -hmm. developing systems for the business. So yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you completely. And, and so let's see the other side of this, Walter. So, so that's the setback. How about one of your most proud moments to date? Proud moments in terms of business, family, or where, which sector would you like to? Really, you know, I'm thinking like uh, healthcare, 
but one that rises to the top. It doesn't have to be healthcare. Why don't you go with your proudest moment and then let's apply it to healthcare somehow. One of my last proud moments was when I got this video from the NICU in Austria and seeing this baby in absolute stress and anxiety. And even you could tell that the doctor next to that baby had really more than sympathy and, and compassion. It's like a little fear and the mom standing there and the music starts and something shifted right there. And seeing that mom, she's like, you can tell she's crying of joy. And when the baby starts moving differently and even all the monitors would show what is happening. Mm. Those are moments which as beautiful as when I was five, six years old and the magician comes in and does something you just don't understand, but you mesmerized by the magic of that moment. And it is so powerful. And yeah, I don't want to miss those moments. It's just, and there are many out there. It's just incredible. Yeah, no, thanks for sharing that. It's that feeling that you get when you don't understand and, but yet it's just so beautiful and you're just like in awe. Yeah. And then I love to say music is here. Music is what words can tell. There is something where no words can tell us that. And, and, and it can describe everything so beautifully, but also so subjectively because the music touches you differently than your wife maybe or, or any other person, your family, and you have your own tastes and there's so much context in there. If, let's say, you are married and, and I'm sure when you heard the wedding march at your wedding, it brought everybody to tears, your yeah. parents and, and in-laws and, and whoever there is. And it's such a beautiful moment. You hear that melody. But then maybe you're late to a meeting with a boss of yours and you're in an elevator and the music plays that same melody, that wedding march in that elevator. And you think, oh God, stop that music. And it's the same <laughs> notes. And again, it's about context. So it is. the music has so many layers to it and, and how you listen to it. And the beauty is when somebody is diagnosed of whatever illness, that they become more open to music and susceptive. And it's a, they become a better antenna to soak it in and to let those qualities heal the body and the mind. Yeah, that's so deep, man. I appreciate your, your insights here. And, uh, and, and there's no, no doubt in my mind that you've given this a lot of thought, Walter. And then it's because of that, you've been able to create this pretty amazing platform to impact the world in a really positive way. We met at Healthcare 2.0 and I could tell right away, like you're just so engaged, you're all in and uh, very lucky to, to have just met you out there. What would you say, Walter, is an exciting project within HealthTunes that you're working on today? We are planning a bone marrow transplant study. Huh. And that is also in a hospital in Austria at the AKH. It's the largest middle European hospital. And they have six rooms for that modality, that um, bone marrow transplants. Wow. So basically, if the patient gets so much medication that, that this person is almost dead and will get bone marrow and hopefully grows back to normal. So those people are a couple seconds away of being dead. Oh my God. And it takes now weeks to bring them back to normal. And 
they are laying there and you only would you can help them with uh, masks on and 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 it's it's super hygiene hygiene in there it's barely any machines in there because they're so afraid that there's any infection going on yeah so those poor patients definitely have sensoric deprivation and with that wording now you know the healing doesn't take place as good as well as you if you would be at home with having a flu and you can listen to music you can watch a video you sip your tea your family comes in and you feel better right away just by those moments. And those patients are in isolation. And so music can transcend that isolation, can bring memories back, as I mentioned, like that wedding memory. That's they right. can think about the wedding if they had one and they listen to that music and all that comes back in their mind and they have sensoric memory then. It's like olfactory and, and sounds and touch and, and whatnot. And that really helps the healing. On top of it, we give the music, which helps a faster healing through brainwave entrainment and so on and so on. So we know it will be a 30 to 40% faster turnaround, faster healing, which is, of course, beautiful for the patient, which is great for the family to get the loved ones back but also for the insurance companies because they will pay 30, 40% less the hospitals stay. And the hospitals have more turnaround. In that sense, there's no lose. It's only winners in that, with that modality. So we're looking forward to do that. And um, we are open to work either with Amazon or Google on that because we definitely need uh, voice control and they both have very good systems so we'll see who will be part of that study and it will start april 2018 super exciting walter always something going on with you i yes. love that and that's a very worthwhile project with these patients that are really uh terminal and suffering going for those that need it most love that yep. love mm -hmm. that thank you walter getting to the end here this is a fun lightning round so we're going to build a course on what leaders should do in healthcare. it's the 101 or the abcs of walter and so it's a syllabus four questions lightning round style followed by a book that you recommend to the listeners you ready okay <laughs> all right let's do it so what's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes to stay positive and to help the patients to think and feel positive. Would be able to heal yourself. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? To identify with the illness and the disease. To think you are the cancer or you are the depression. Love that. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? I embrace change and I think that's one of the best things that are change keeps us to life. And finally, Walter, what's one area of focus that should drive everything else in the organization? To stay in the loving and in compassion and not make this a business and keep it a modality which reaches the heart and the health of the people. Love it. Walter, what book would you recommend to the listeners? When Breath Becomes Air. It's this book about a doctor summing up his life. And I don't want to give it all away. It's, it's a fantastic book for anybody in this field, for any doctor. And I see doctors, because they have to work so hard, close to burnout or in burnout and exhausted, read that book and make decisions based on that. 
Great recommendation. I'll definitely have to pick that up. And listeners, pick it up as well. Don't worry about writing it down. Just go to outcomesrocket.com slash Walter. Right there, you're going to find all the show notes as well as links to Walter's companies and this book. Walter, before we conclude, I would love for you to just share a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get a hold of you. Thank you so much. I can't believe that we have to stop already. I know, man. The <laughs> time flies like when stop. you're having fun. <laughs> it's, it's great fun. And, and that's the key word. Have fun. Enjoy life. We know that humans, if they have more joy and more fun, they're less likely to get ill and sick. And even if they do, they get through it quicker. And music is part of that fun. Music can help you into that fun. And even when you're really sad, listen to something really sad. For some reason, it balances the sadness out and brings you up again. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's one of those things where it brings you up. That's really interesting. I love that idea because it's almost counterintuitive, right? Because you think, hey, maybe I should listen to something upbeat, but then... It's mm-hmm. maybe that maybe that empathy, right? That's created. Yeah, yeah, it is it's sympathy really and empathy, and and being of the same intensity. Because yeah, when you're really down and somebody comes in with this polka, that is annoying. That does not. That <laughs> yeah. does not help you. <laughs> Get that polka out of here. <laughs> yeah, shoot the polka player. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I love it, uh, Walter. What a great message to the listeners. And and what would you say the best place for them to reach out to you or follow you is? Just log into healthtunes.org. You find all the information, including phone numbers. Love to hear from you. Test it out and tell me how it's helping. I can't wait to hear and see you. <laughs> Hey, thanks, Walter. And listeners, take him up on that. He is all in on this mission. And so uh, reach out, check him out and all the things that he and his team are doing over there. Again, Walter, just want to say thank you on behalf of myself and all the listeners and looking forward to staying in touch. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking with you. Thanks for the interview. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.